What up, what up, what up, man? Another the seventh install of Last Chance Q with my main man, Sean Salisbury. Uh, Sean, it's good to be back. I know we uh, we had a short one last night. That's what she said. But you know what? Um, we got, we're got we after it today, man. We're going to get after this thing. And I just want to know, where the bitches be? <laughs> they are right here. If they're smart, they're tuned in and ready to roll because we're going to bring it. And what did you say last was a short one? Yeah, I've never heard that word mentioned in my life, so I wouldn't know. Six five, you know, big heart, you know what I'm saying? Big mind, big love, hey. uh, you know, big compassion. Wherever else, you know, I don't know. Did I leave anything out? You- <laughs> hey, just, just don't t- don't just don't fucking twist my titties like uh, bench warmers. And, and I will. Hey, listen, you you fuck it up tonight. You're gonna get titty twisted now. Brad, Brad, too. That's right. How you been, man? What's up? I'm good, man. Hanging in there. Uh, got a quote of the day for everybody. Uh, leadership is not a position or a title. It is an action and example. What is that? How, how do you feel about that one? I love it. Let me ask you this. Do you have somebody in mind in your football career? Coaching or playing, who's the best leader you've ever been around? Not named your father or mother. No, you can't can't name him outside the family. Oh man, um, yeah, probably probably my probably my JUCO coach because you know JUCO is a different ball game, man. And I, I always tell people, even on Netflix, I'm like, you know, I'm as JUCO as JUCO gets. And I go, that's that's something a lot of people don't understand. You know, Josh Allen understands it. Aaron Rodgers gets it. Cam Newton gets it. Chad Johnson, Steve Smith, all the great Juco cats that have come out. Guess who else gets it? John Madden gets it. Warren Moon gets it. A lot of people don't realize all these guys are Juco products. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Juco product. Uh, I, and you got to know the history of Juco to really sit there and talk about it. And that's that's just something that, you know, I used to put in my recruiting pitches. Like, listen, if these guys could go Juco, so can you. And I learned that from uh, from him, who was a great – he was a great leader uh, of men, though. You know, he, he actually yep. massaged boys and turned them into men because we were all boys, man, even though we were 21, 22. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about the age thing, Sean, but you're, you're not a man until you can uh, – fend for yourself and whoever else is around you. And a lot of people don't understand that. Me and Pat Perez were talking about the other day, like until you can afford to pay for others, um, especially kids, family, wife, whatever it may be, you're not really a man. So so miss me with all the, I'm grown. Don't talk to me that way. I'm grown. Shut the hell up. No, you're not. You ain't paid a goddamn light bill yet. And it's un- it's it's kind of weird to uh, to look at it like that, but it's true. I I really do believe that. Do you do you believe that a great leader, and I'm pretty sure I know your answer to this, tells you how to do it or shows you how to do it? That's part of the action and example, correct? No doubt about it. Uh, you got to You know, there's levels to it. I believe leaders create more leaders first of all, not more followers. Number one. So I think they create leaders. At every aspect of every day, um, number one, and then number well, two. That the whole isn't that the whole part of leadership is making people great leaders, not great followers. We got enough followers. That, and I think there's a lot of people that think they're leaders that they don't they don't realize what they are though. They're not leaders. Uh, they're just they're just guys that you know 
sit around here and, and point fingers and tell people. You've read this book, right? Leaders Eat Last? No, nah, I haven't read that one. It's a great book, man. It's uh, I'm, a, I'm a big, JB, as you can see back here, this isn't just behind me. I mean, there's a, a bunch of them, but when I'm getting this, I'm getting new shelves and stuff put in because it's a new home we built, but I'm just trying to, in yeah. the process, all these books, like Flip the Script and the Supervisor's Manager Leader, I, I read them all and start with why and the tiny habits. And I've and trust and inspire is the most recent one. And that's Stephen R. Covey's son. You know, the seven habits of highly effective people. Another great book here. And I learned a lot about command and control and try. I've always thought I was a good leader, but there's still, you know, other we, we can grow on. At least I try to, at least I think I am. I, 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 I believe you also have to have been through a lot of adversity to know what that is before you can tell people how to, to, to lead them. I don't, I don't believe that people that are unscathed are, know what leadership is quite yet either. They can read it in a book, but these guys, <clears throat> there are some great leaders in great books, and I don't just put them up there. I read them all because I, I'm trying to learn something about a different leader because there's a different way to, to do it. But the inspire trust thing has really got to me um, to add to, you know, the command and control old military style leadership, which our parents, you know, and you know about, and so do I. And then the inspire trust, because I believe motivation is temporary. I think inspiration is more permanent. And okay. it goes back to your quote when you say, you don't teach them to be followers, you teach them to be leaders, which is inspiration so they can jump out in front and go grab five other people and make them leaders as well. So great quote, love it. Love leadership. I'm intrigued with every ounce of learning about it too. And I got a big old thing. I do like this thing called leadership resolutions. Uh, it's kind of like, Hurting the tigers, leading eat, leaders eat last, like you were talking, uh, like the principles, life versus actual work. Right. Like then there's a vision driven leader, and then there's extreme ownership portion of leadership. Like I, I break it down, man. I got so much different aspects of it. And then I did like a five levels of leadership. I used to do it with my staff every day. I would do level one, and that's like the position, like, like. People don't understand, like level one, this is the lowest level of leadership. And there's five levels to this thing. And and position is the lowest level of leadership. It's like the entry level, I guess. Um, people who make it, uh, you know, to level one may be bosses, but they are never leaders. And I and there's there's these different levels to it. And then the fifth one being the pinnacle. So in between the pinnacle and position, you got like, permission, you got production, you got people development, um, all that is underneath leadership. And I, so I, I'm, I'm kind of, it's interesting you're, you're into that stuff because I've been in that. Uh, I actually have a shitload of stuff on it, man. So it's I, pretty I, I take quotes and write them down. I old school and still write them down or take photos, snapshots of them and memory and put them on a, a vision board. I, I do all that stuff because it's like, I, I, there's so much to learn and some, and, you know, sometimes you feel like you've missed out on it and you try to catch up on some things. But the truth is, it's, it's a lifelong process. And, and Sean, let me ask you this. Uh, I know we're just talking. We haven't even started the show. Uh, this is just real talk banter for a lot of you guys out there listening and, co and, and being wanting to be coaches. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, do you do you believe in um, there being a, ma a master uh part of this leadership like there's actually a master coach do you believe that do you believe in master coach i believe there's levels of coaching as well and 
I don't believe I ever made it to being a master coach, but like I, I, I used to bring like, like a PhD in coaching type of thing. But the leader that it was where you reached the pinnacle, you mean where yes, you, 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 uh, yes, like you know, yes, like are you, are you, I believe you, in it, but I don't, I'm not there. I definitely yeah, believe in it. I I know that that's what I'm I've saying. got, oh, I don't know got some traits. Yeah, some traits of it, but there's a lot. There's a lot to learn. L- let me ask you something. I, I wrote this down a long time ago. Um, it's funny because so I put mastering being a master coach, and I when it was my motto. What's important now is the acronym. And, and this is real. I'll just read this real quick. This is something I wrote because I was gonna put it into a book. Uh, it's funny we're talking about this because I we had by the way everyone we had no fucking uh, we had no in- indication or inclination or anything that we were going to do this we're just doing it. I put this on a master coach is someone who through their conversations help others accelerate their learning and increase their performance. The master coach is not an advisor but rather a catalyst for sustained personal change in individuals. And the master coach is a positive and creative force that challenges the person being coached to move from intention to action and holds the person accountable to do that. And I, and I got a bunch of other shit in there too, but I was going to put it in a book. But there is a thing. Um, I believe there's seven characteristics of coaching culture, number one. And then I believe there's five portions of being a leader, but I can't wait. We'll do a whole show on this shit. Yeah, I, I, I'm so intrigued with listening to motivational speakers, the book writing, the leadership books and everything. And there's so much to gather from it. And I, uh, you know, it's the oldest, leaving people better than you found them, leaving situations better. That's part of a good leader too. And, you know, you know, we, we kid about saying, I'll take one for the team, but when it comes to leadership, that's your job. It, it, it oh, just yeah. is. So a lot to it. We'll get to it more, but I, I love the quote, man. Anytime leadership's involved, I like listening, like learning. Uh, Poll question, Coach uh, Sean. Were we right about Jeff Saturday? I I think right meaning it's going to take more than just showing up out there and being a leader. Yeah, I mean, leadership being a trait, but they realize that the coaching business is far deeper than just walking out of a studio and doing it and having played absolutely. That's all we were talking about. We never said it was Jeff's fault. We just said – you know, tough. we would take the job too. Me and Sean said we'd take the job too, but 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 it is a slap in the face of coaches. And he's got a lot that he's going to have to understand and put his own staff together if he wants to jump back into it. And they re-interview him when the season's over. Um, but he's realized, like in game situations, I mean, I know we can do it from a distance, which I'm sure he did when he was on TV looking at other coaches. Can't leave two timeouts on the board in a football game when you just, and your, your answer was, I didn't think we were in that, in, in, in that kind of an urgent situation. Well, that people on TV did. So, I mean, watching it, watching the game. So easy for us to do. And I don't think he ever thought it'd be easy, but I think a lot of us have that. Well, it can't, how difficult is it? I know football, but once again, there's so many different layers that go to it. Um, and hell, who knows? He may go win four or five. I don't think their team's good enough to do that right now. I really don't JB. So, but part of the job you ask your quarterback to do is to elevate people's game around you. And Jeff, I know he's only been at it three weeks, but we'll see what the progress between now and and late December, early January is. But early returns say there's a lot to learn, no doubt. And you know, the problem is the reason, this is the sole reason I didn't want want him to have it. And I never came out publicly and said it, but the number one reason I didn't think he should get the job 
because if he does want to be a coach down the line, he just got set up for failure and no one's going to ever hire him again. And that's what the problem is. And that's why these people that own these teams and these other people like Ursay and all these guys, they don't get it. Like this guy's resume now is forever in stone. And you forced that on him and anyone's going to take that job. Like who's going to hire him now when he goes one and seven. Yeah. Well, it, 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 now you're fighting a battle of you getting, just getting in the interview process because of eight games they are going to look at you. You're exactly right. I mean, when you, it'd be the same as if all of a sudden he was seven and one at the yep. end of this, yep. it would change the narrative for a lot. He would open up the doors. They, they, other, other people would do it. Other people, because we're creatures of habit and we love, yep. we were copycat and it's in this, in, in pro sports and in life. Oh, that's successful. Let's go try that. So yeah, it, what it does, if they go and just win two games and he loses six or whatever, I think it's an eight game schedule basically for him yeah. that, do you sit back and say, well, he had his chance. Now go back to TV and mock it. I, I won't, but there will be people that who do. Yeah. Or do you say, okay, I saw some improvement. Let's interview him and see if he's, I'm anxious to see no matter what goes on, JB, do the Colts have the balls to do this again and bring him back next year after interviewing other candidates that have been doing it far longer. Do they believe he will have learned enough in eight weeks to be a successful coach? I, I that's what I want to know. That's curious. I'm curious about that as well. Uh, that's a very good point. Cause that's what I was going to ask myself. I'm just like, I, you know, I, I don't understand that. I don't know, but we'll, we're going to see, uh, this show is brought to you by DV sport, the world's leader in video editing, NCAA and NFL. Sean, we're going to get after this show. Uh, right after this, we'll be back for the pre-snap read. I can't wait. I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. All right, Sean, we're uh we got a pre-snap read here. Um we got a lot to discuss here. Um we were gonna talk. We just asked about Jeff Saturday in our poll question. What were we right? Um, more importantly, was are people rightfully or wrongfully accusing him um, after last night's uh, debacle with timeouts? Because you know, and I know, ESPN his old colleagues Ryan Clark has come out and actually bashed him quite a bit. I have no respect for the man just because the guy used to work next to him every day. And Ryan Clark and myself, we really don't see eye to eye anyway. But having said that. It's 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 ironic that people come out and 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 like I said, Sean, never shocked at getting stabbed in the back. I, I I'm shocked at seeing who holds the knife when you turn around. Uh, some, machine, and some, have, some have a machete too. It's not just a knife, brother. <laughs> no shit. Uh, and you know, is Jeff Saturday rightfully or wrongfully accused last night after those timeouts? I know we just said a piece on our poll question, but. You know, I think we said it. We've said it, and we've we've harped on it long enough. We won't spend too much time, but you can't take timeouts home with you. Um, 
You can't take them home with you. And, you know, I've once called three timeouts in a row, Sean, in a, in a hot summer night uh, on defense. I spent them as the head coach on defense because we were playing some match zero, which I was MFing my DC about, number one. Number two, let's get into quarters and fucking play some sec. Let's play safe here and get out of the half. But I'm not taking my three timeouts to the halftime either because they don't transfer over. I don't get fucking six in the second half. Right. So let me use them all. And I burned them back to back to back just to get my guys rest in a hot night. I, uh, I don't know what he was thinking there because, I, you know, I'm a true believer, Sean. Coaches lose games. Players win them. Yep. And this could have very be easily been fixed if Matt Ryan, God rest his soul, 35, 36 years old, not very fluent runner. He breaks free, 15-yard run. I'm sure if he ran more in his life, he would understand there really wasn't anyone by him. And if he takes a butt slide instead of a head dive, he probably gets the first, and we're not even having this conversation. But he doesn't. And instead of that timeout, they just get up and run the football, get a get a stalemate in the backfield, probably lose a yard, and now you're fourth and three. Uh, you got to take a timeout there. Here's let me let me get to the end and work my way back on this. Um, is he first off? Is he rightfully or wrongfully criticized? He he should be criticized because when you take on the role of being a head coach, you you you're you've exposed yourself to being criticized and complimented. Hell, if he would have made the right call, we'd be kissing ass all night long, telling him how great he is. So, and uh, if they pull off a win, oh, he's two and one. Uh, you're not above criticism. You can be a buddy, everybody, if it's fair. I'm not a guy. I, I want fair criticism. And so you can't leave them. You can't do that. You can't leave them where they were. That's number one. Number two is you see, I, I'd use three timeouts like you. I take them. And even if it pisses the other guys off just to get them out of their flow and it, 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 for, for whatever reason and give my guys a rest. Hell, football is a brutal. It's a violent sport. Sometimes guys need a rest. I got no problem doing it like you do. I'm not taking them with me. Secondly, is the coach's number one job is to put his players lead all week, prepare six days, and on the seventh day, get him to go out and react and prepare and adjust during a game. His number one job is to put his team in position to succeed, maximize the opportunities to stay in your strengths and stay out of your weaknesses. That's his job. And it's also his job, since he's not coordinating offense and not coordinating a defense, to know game situations up and down. Those are controllable mistakes. It's the same thing I'd tell a player. If you're the right guard and you jump off sides because you're not looking at the football and feeling it, it's I don't want to hear that shit. It's inexcusable. If a receiver ever jumps offside, he's sitting next to me, dude. I'm just telling you. If you jump offside as a wide receiver, then you might as well don't even look, take your ass and go sit by the Gatorade, take a rest for a couple plays because you have you, 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 that is, that's inexcusable. That's a... Oh, well, it's, you know, they, they get lost in their motive. You can't. My head's on the ball, right? You're damn right. That's exactly. You can't be offside. You can't jump. If you can't hear, it's hand signals. Watch the ball. Okay. It's, it's, it, you're standing up. You got to do it. So it's the same with a coach. I personally think it's inexcusable not to understand. Listen, you're not doing much of anything else during a game. You're listening. Coordinators are going. You've, you've empowered those guys to make their calls and do their thing. You're the guy who's supposed to tell him, okay, you get two downs, man. You get two downs. It's third and fourth. We're going fourth on fourth. Give me your best pass here. I don't care what it is. Hey, play it safe. We're going to punt. If we don't get the first down, get out of here. It's third and one. Give me a timeout. You're supposed to use them. you got to know on a friggin' three-by-five card, if you don't know memorized, oh, 
27 seconds with two timeouts, use one. Whatever it is, right? You fucking got to use them. And lastly, so yes, he he's not above criticism. And lastly, because if he'd have done it to perfection, we'd have complimented and say, damn, in three games, he's ahead of the curve. Lastly, a quarterback who's pushing 40 years old, who knows there's two timeouts on the board. What the fuck are you afraid of? I'm not even talking about the slide. Why, why isn't he popping up calling timeout? Well, I'm a bigger beg forgiveness and ask permission guy anyway with that. Not insubordinate-wise, but we're in a game. I should know every situation the head coach wants from me in that game. Matter of fact, Matt Ryan should know more than Jeff Saturday because he's been on this roster with this system this year. Matter of fact, he should probably – Jeff should be looking to, to, to Matt Ryan in those situations for direction. Screw looking over at the coach. I already know, especially with a run like that for a guy who's not real uh, not real mobile, get pop up and give me this right, right friggin' now. Why are you calling timeout? Because, as Jim McMahon would say, I'm parched. Jimmy has said that before. Hey, I'm parched, meaning I'm thirsty. And what's the coach going to say? You're going to fight with, you know, just to kind of be in a smart ass. So call a timeout. Go over there and deal with your coach later. Fuck that. I'm not worried about him yelling and screaming at me. Timeout. He's mad. They both got to know that. The fact that you wait up and you need permission for a coach looking at the, the play clock and the game clock and situational football, you can't be a 15-year center and about an 18-year quarterback or however long Matty's been in it, and they're both really good at their jobs and have been for a long time, at least as players. You, you, you can't have 30-plus years of experience on the field and not understand when to use the timeout. I think it's weak. I love them. But they missed an opportunity. I'm not. I don't need any coaches. I should know the three by five card too. In that situation, I'm not worried about my coach getting pissed at me for using a timeout. I'm pissed at him that he didn't use a timeout. So that's on Matt Ryan and Jeff Saturday. They should both know better. No doubt. Um, I agree. The BCS playoff picture came out, Sean, a little while ago. Uh, you got Georgia one, Michigan two. Uh, TCU three and your alma mater USC Trojans are sitting at four. The critical part of that was who was going to be five because, as you know, it's going to be hard to keep saving out. I don't care if two losses or not. Somebody screws up and farts in the wind. Alabama smells it. They're in there. I don't care what you say. They're sitting pretty right now because if anyone screws up, Alabama will find themselves right back in it. I'll leave you with this question, John. Real quick, I was taking a test, my final test for my master's degree earlier. I know who finished in four. You're not telling me Alabama. I didn't see five and six yet. You're not telling me Alabama jumped ahead of Ohio State. No, I thought they were, but they didn't. Okay. All right. So, Ohio Ohio State's five and Bama's six, right? Yeah. That's that's how I had it going in. Although I believe – Michigan should be ahead of Georgia right now as the number one team in the country. I wouldn't. Michigan, I wouldn't. Yeah, they uh, both have an argument, but I would have had Michigan one, Georgia two, TCU three, Southern Cal four. So, what was your question? Let me ask you this though. Let me let me ask you. Who's the only team in America that can beat Georgia? Um, because I only think there's one. I only think you, there's you think one. It's Saban? I think it's Alabama. Because only the quarterback one. and the fact that they know him well and Kirby Smart. Kirby got him the last couple times, right? No, nah, Saban got him once last year, and then they That's got, right. They he got him in the final. They split it last year. That's exactly yeah. right. In the national title. Here's what I think. First off with this, five and six. Anybody beyond six, you're out. Don't even think about it. You're done. No, there. Excuse me. There is no argument from any fan in America 
I don't care where you sit. The first four teams, excuse me, are the teams that should be in the first four. You can slice them and put them any way you friggin' want. Michigan, Georgia, I respect them and love them both. Georgia first, Michigan second. I don't care. The four teams that are there belong in the front in the four today. Period. Now, the only way Alabama gets in, and it's still not a stone cold lock. If both Southern Cal and TCU lose, Ohio State's got an argument. Alabama's going to argue, and you know who else is going to argue? TCU. Because they're going to say, wait a minute, Ohio State and Alabama. We already beat Kansas State once. Okay, we lose in a Big 12 championship, yet neither one of you two cats were playing in a championship game. We had to play an extra one. We get beat in a walk-off field bowl by Kansas State, and we only got one loss, and we got the guy who's going to finish runner-up in the Heisman Trophy more than like in Max Duggan, and you're telling me Alabama should jump in? That's what their argument's going to be. If one, if one, if 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 Southern Cal loses, TCU wins. We know who three are. Ohio State will be back in the mix, and they will be in the. They'll be the fourth team in this thing, and Southern Cal will miss out. Southern Cal's got a winner; they're not in, and nor should they be. I get it. The yeah. only way Alabama has any argument at all, and the and the committee, Mike, I'm just telling you, if it comes down to TCU and Ohio State, regardless of how we feel, I'll bet you they take Ohio State. If if SC wins. And TCU loses, even though they'll have an argument, Ohio State's argument is going to be greater because they're going to say, we got beat by the third-ranked team in the country. You, or the second-ranked team, I guess. Yeah, because they passed them. We got beat by the second-ranked team in the country. Kansas State, wherever they are now, I don't know if they're 12th, I think. And TCU, yeah. you lost to Kansas State. We both got one loss. I don't care that you were in the Big 12 championship. We're going. And I think the committee would send Ohio State. I do. I think they'd favor them because I think they got think they got more skills, even though – Fuck, what Sonny Dykes has done has been nothing short of phenomenal this year. If SC, if, if SC loses and TCU lose, now Alabama's going to raise their hand and say, whoa, 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 don't forget about us yet. Okay, so with two losses, does SC still have an argument after being in the Pac-12 championship? And they lost their other game by one point to a ranked Utah team before the t- – so it goes in. Here's what's going to happen. SC's going to win, I hope, the Utah and, the, and, and and get in, and if TCU gets in, then we're chalk. Everybody knows what's going on. Georgia and Michigan, no matter what happens, aren't unless they get beat by 60, Purdue ain't beating Michigan, I'm sorry to tell you, and LSU ain't beating Georgia this week. Okay? So that that's it for me. There will be an argument if both lose. There will be an argument for Ohio State if one lose, and if it's USC, Ohio State will be back in the four, and we'll have two Big Ten, team, Big Ten, Ten teams. Big Ten teams in. I like to hope the USC is playing their best football right now, especially at quarterback. I think that they're going to give Utah all they can handle, and I'm hoping they stay with it. Yeah, I don't I don't see Tennessee having an argument, even though they beat Alabama. Uh, Alabama's lost two games at the buzzer, really. They've also won three games at the buzzer. So I love Tennessee. They're, they're, no matter what happens in this, they can't get in. They're not uh, going to get in. And Hendon Hooker's out. The, the yeah. committee knows their starter's out. You have no shot at this thing. Um so, I agree. Heisman favorite and why, Sean? Who's your Heisman favorite right the Heisman, now? It's not why? even a favorite. It's over. As long as he plays well this week. Some people will already have their votes in, and you and I both know that. But the voting, I think, ends like December 5th or something. The Heisman Trophy it was down to Corum, and he only had a couple carries hurt out. C.J. Stroud has had a hell of a year, but he dropped down after his performance, two picks against Michigan. That's your signature game. Ask Desmond Howard. Ask, you know, uh, Charles Woodson, who had a phenomenal, had a signature 
game to take away was that Peyton Manning's year and won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, we see him all the time. We, we see him all the time. And Max Duggan's had a lot of them this year. If the votes today, and listen, you can't go down and piss down your leg if you're Duggan or Caleb Williams. you got to play well this week, too. But if the votes are in, the, 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 it's, it, it, the argument's for second place. It ain't for first. The best player in America, numbers, he's, he's, he's laid low, hadn't said much about it, hadn't self-promoted. I think, I think Stroud's wonderful. Corum's wonderful. We've got great players all over the place. The kid at North Carolina, May, is a really good play. Drake May, uh, I think Duggan. Duggan was benched in summer in the preseason, I mean, before the season started, and then got his job back. And look at the numbers he's put up, and they are undefeated. But Caleb Williams is the best football player at that position in America. If he was coming out this year, he'd be the first pick of the draft. He came out last year, he'd have been the first pick of the draft. He came with high hopes. He got in with Lincoln Riley, and he's and he's lived up to every bit. And he has to overcome giving up about 20 to 30 to 40 points a week, overcome that on offense. He doesn't have Michigan's defense. He doesn't have Ohio State during the regular season's defense. He doesn't have Georgia's defense. Hell, he's had to overcome and score 30 and 40, done it against good defenses. The Heisman Trophy's over. If Caleb Williams plays 80% of the way he played last week in that signature game against Notre Dame, this week against Utah, book it. And it won't be close. It won't. Caleb Williams is, is winning the Heisman Trophy. It's his. It's Man, second, I, second, third place is the argument, not first. Um, I, I don't watch nearly enough college football, so I haven't watched these guys and dissected them enough. Uh, but I, all I know is just the optics, uh, look outside looking in, that – that Dugan kid, uh, just watching him a few times. God damn, he's got nuts and guts, and I he love does. everything about him. He's um, got the balls of a daytime burglar, brother. He does. I, I love I it. I love everything about him. I got to turn a little bit of Caleb Williams last week. I got his body language kind of pissed me off. I'm like, dude, you don't have the fucking – it's not in our job description to fucking suck our teeth and look like a bitch on the sideline. That's just but not – you, you, know you know the landscape we're in these days. Guys are going to Heisman pose it, which I saw him do on the sidelines. Guys are going to celebrate. I know what you're saying, JB. We're not. You may not be cut like that. That's not going to be a hill of beans when it comes to voting for the Heisman Trophy. Oh, no, doubt, no, doubt, no doubt. I'm just saying personally, uh, right. I like Dugan kid, but I'm not voting, and I really don't watch him enough, so I would even recuse myself. I would never even vote if I was a voter because I didn't watch enough. Um, and I did, and I and listen, when people say, well, you're an SC honk, I, I criticize SC – or as much as anybody. And I, three weeks ago, I wouldn't have given him the Heisman Trophy. I would have said, you got to get through UCLA. you got to get through Notre Dame. you got to get, I mean, well, I needed to see down the stretch. He put up great numbers, but yeah. signature moments that everybody sees. And JB, I'm just telling you, he makes every, he, he makes every friggin' play. Yeah. And so I've watched enough of it. He, he, he's the Heisman Trophy winner as long as he plays well against Utah and doesn't give it away. It'll be his to win and he will collect another Heisman Trophy, third quarterback, and about the eighth or ninth Heisman Trophy overall for Southern Cal. No doubt. Um, I just hope that one of them ends up being worth the shit in the NFL. Right, Lincoln agreed. Riley's, Lincoln Riley's quarterbacks in the NFL are dog shit. Uh, yep. Great college players. You ain't lying, brother. Hey, you know who's turned out to be – you know who's the best of them right now? Huh? Who's the best, you know who's the best of them right now? Jalen Hurts. I know. Hurts is the best of them all. And that comes from some great teaching when he was at, at Alabama as yeah, well. Yeah, he had one year with him too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, NFL MVP favorite and why? Three-horse race. Now, if you were throwing receivers into it, Justin Jefferson is pretty damn good, dude. That guy makes plays. He is a I, – I don't know how you cover his ass. 
I don't think it's I don't think it's there's not a fourth name in it for me. I think Gino was is hovered around, but he doesn't have enough fanfare to win it. He may win comeback player of the year, that kind of thing. You know, giving him an opportunity, and I couldn't be more proud of him. It's three horse race. We got and then now it could now there the outside guy like a Josh Allen, if he goes haywire again the last eight with seven weeks, he'll he could jump right back in. But his red zone interceptions have, have, have dropped him out of the top three. To me, it's it's three. It's it's Mahomes, it's Tua, and it's Jalen Hurts. Slice them any way you want. I can make a case for every one of them. I know that we love the Mahomes. Mahomes is the best, and I think that's where you, you Burrow, Mahomes, you know, guys that we love. But we would be, oh, look what he's overcome. What do he overcome? He's got the best play caller in the business in Andy Reid. And I know he lost Tyreek Hill, and Tua got him, but – we didn't stop Mahomes from being that guy when he did have Tyreek Hill. I mean, he was, you know, I think he has he won an MVP. I don't even know if he's won an MVP yet. Rodgers has won the last two. Brady's won one of them. Maybe he got one. I'm not sure if Lamar, I think he got Lamar one. one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And Lamar got one as well. Maybe Pat has one. But point is, is you don't mark a guy down for being on a good team. Um, so yeah. he's overcome some, but they're still the favorite in the AFC. The other two cats were the most maligned quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks going back to their teams this offseason, period. Tua and Hurts, and both of them have made quantum leaps or well-coached, putting up numbers that are gaudy enough, especially Tua's gaudy numbers, and Hurts' feet and his arm. They all got something to love. One spectacular off schedule. The other's accurate as hell without a powerful arm. And one runs and throws equally as well, and he's, he's dominant. It's not one yet. So I would probably go Mahomes, Hurts, Tua, or Tua and and and, and uh, Hurts six and one half dozen the other. But if all of a sudden Mahomes throws two picks and Tua against the forty, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who jumps to the forefront. If Tua goes into San Francisco and throws for three twenty five and two or three touchdowns and no picks and they win, there's your there's your new week MVP. It is so close. All three of them would get votes right now. There would be no unanimous choice. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Who I do you know. have outside the group? Yeah. Do you have anybody else inside that group that you'd vote for right now? Nah. Uh, I've seen way too much sloppy football this year to throw a bunch of candidates in there. I know if we had Burrow's team better, but they're on the outside coming with the gaudy numbers. Jamar Chase has been hurt. Herbert will put up some numbers, but has made some mistakes. Geno's team. You can buy, you can, Cousins you, is hanging around with numbers. So you can argue. Uh, I would argue if the Raiders were better, Josh Jacobs had a hell of a year. Oh, let me tell you something, dude. You talk about a guy who didn't get his fifth year contract picked up and he's running like a man possessed. Yeah. This dude is, is a he and he in truth without him, the Raiders are getting their ass kicked even worse than they got it kicked uh, early, but they're starting to play better. No doubt. That dude is running like, yeah. I mean, he's, well, I'll put it, I love Derrick Henry, but guess who the best Alabama running back is this year in the league or close to it? That yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. You, it looks like the guy wants a new contract, doesn't it? And yeah, uh, he wants a new quarterback, too. Yeah, yeah I would agree, but he's not going to get any. But unfortunately, you, you know that because of the team, but he is running his ass off, and you are exactly right. Um, and, and you know, I, you can argue, you know, you can argue that, 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 Tyreek Hill, uh, you got a couple others out there that you know there could be there could be another a couple other guys out there. Um, it's become but, a quarterback award unless you rush for like twenty three hundred yards. No right? doubt, that, so no that's doubt. the way it is, right? Well, so we're in first and ten. First down. First down. Uh, I got a I got a I got a request, some fan requests, and I happen to have a few college films and and uh, 
Jimbo Fisher's been on the hot seat all year, Sean. He makes $9 million, $10 million a year. He's a professional coach. Uh, he has had a possibly, you can argue, one of the worst seasons of a coach making that money uh, we've ever seen with the number one recruiting class, $30 million spent in NIL money, all this shit, right? We, me and you, we all, we both know, though. At the end of the day, it's results-oriented. You got to win and you got to fucking win it or you're going to lose. There is no gray area in this game. So uh, I was I was asked to – let me – I got the wrong film up. I was asked to um, break down some college film. So uh, just to see – just to see Jimbo in action as a play caller uh, and kind of see what they do. I, I, think, I think his plate's too long. full. I, I cover it a lot. Obviously, that's where my master's degree is from this year. I just finished, graduate in December. Um, Congratulations. I, my, my kid, thank you very much. My son went to school there, one of them. And so I, I follow AM football closely, and I, I have a lot of respect for Jimbo. But I can tell you this, Jimbo's had a bad year. His football team's had a bad year. He's had like eight different quarterbacks and not that many, four, I think, three three minimum, but might have been four. The fourth one might have played, but I know three of them and have played. Uh, the kid that he's playing now, JB, before you watch this film, the kid that played against LSU last week and has played the last couple games is a kid from Bridgeland, about 15 to 12 miles or so from me. And when he I watched him, went and watched him play a high school Friday night game when he was at Bridgeland. I'm going to tell you – I, I, I told P and I've been saying it on my show. There's two kids that I watched play that were into big time programs that I said, oh, hell, if you leave your glove on the mound, DJ Ua Ungalele, Cade Klubnick, the kid from Austin West, I think it's uh, Austin Westlake, that I said, if DJ doesn't play well, Klubnick's going to take the job. And in truth, DJ has been up and down, and Klubnick brings more energy. He's going to be a hell of a player. And then this kid, Connor Wigman from Bridgeland High School right here in Texas. I mean, a little a suburb of Houston right near Katy. I, I told I said, I told I said on my show, because a lot of AM fans listen, JB, I said, go ahead and leave your glove on them. Max Johnson gets hurt. Haynes King did not play well. And here comes, that, that job's his. This, this kid is a, he's got control of what's going on. He can run it. He can throw it. He's tough as shit. I, I love him. And I think Jimbo may be overwhelmed with the play calling and the head coaching thing. And Jimbo's got rabbit ears. I like Jimbo. I do. But Jimbo hears everything, right? Oh, yeah. But this is – it's the most overrated coaching. I mean, he, this was the most overrated team in America this year. I know they're young, and I know they've had like 40 injuries. But I can't make excuses for it. I believe Jimbo's good, but they've got to get better with those results. And this year was a major letdown because they expected to be vying for a playoff spot, and they're not even going to a bowl game. Been a bad year for them, but huge win that LSU, I think, took a little for granted, to be honest with you, this past week. No doubt. No doubt. And you know what? Jimbo's been doing the same shit for a long time. He's got this big sheet in front of his face. He's got his reading glasses on. And, and you know, like this, for instance, John, this was going to be the play they just ran that there was a penalty on. And he came right back and ran it again. Right. And – if I'm scheming you, I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to come out and run fucking boot naked after you showed us everything. Um, and then there was a penalty, but they do. They come right back. They got a DN screaming. Uh, the tight end does a shitty job here. Um, they don't chip them. They're a, they're a hat short on this side of the football field. And it looks like South Carolina saw it, and they ran it. And look at this, throwing the dirt. I mean, it's first down, and you're second and 10 now, Sean. And now you're talking about three pass plays in a row. Right. And is this, I think 13 is Haynes King. 
I don't think that's why. This is a guy who started started last year, lost, got hurt, that lost is the job, and uh, and then he. And I think that's Haynes King right there, correct? And yeah, then uh, and he lost the job, got it back when Max Johnson took it from him, Brad Johnson's son. He got hurt and missed the rest of the year. Haynes King got it back, and then Wegman came and took it, and right now he's the starting quarterback. So this is Haynes King. But Jimbo's not overly innovative when it comes to offense for a guy who's had success coaching people. No. Here we go again, another naked. Coach, he runs more fucking boot naked than anyone in the world. And you're second and 10 here. You're a hat short again. Um, you got 21 unblocked. And now you're forcing the cue to throw the ball right away. He can't go through any progression. And that is just something that I see when I look at Jimbo's offenses over the years. He puts his cues in a lot of bad spots, and 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 we can argue besides Jameis Winston, what quarterback has he had that's been successful? Well, I'll tell you what he's done. He's fooled some NFL people to get guys drafted high. I'll sure shit tell you that. You think oh, about it. He had shit. he had. Uh, I mean, let's see, and I and this is not Mond, personal. Mond, I look, Mond, Mond. Kellen Mond, who mechanically is about as stiff as a dog on po- telephone pole. When he got drafted in the third round, I was mystified. I couldn't believe it. And Minnesota had Ponder had EJ Manuel, Manuel, two first, two first rounders. Yeah, he's he 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 can fool an NFL team into thinking he's got himself some players in college. But all three of those guys and Winston was is a hell of a thrower. But as we know, he's a turnover machine. So Jimbo, I like Jimbo, but I think Jimbo still got a lot to prove. His record's the same as Kevin Sumlin's, or close to it, or worse. No, Sumlin same, same amount of time, right? In the time and, they've and been there. Sean, I'll be honest. In the new, I went on this fucking Chicago Bear show today, and these guys were telling me about all these things, and I'm trying to tell them, well, fuck yeah, Justin Fields looks like Walter Payton. He don't look like fucking Troy Aikman, but that's okay. But anyway, they hated that. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, they called it evolution of football. I said, well, the evolution hasn't. I don't know about evolution. I think you still need to throw the fucking football on time to win a Super Bowl. I haven't seen evolution turning from an option wing T offense winning a Super Bowl yet until that happens. I'm going to stay away from the evolution term. But I do agree with this, Sean. The, the quarterback position is becoming athletic, uh, the most athletic we've ever seen it in our career probably as far as the Allens, the Mahomes, the, the, the Lamar Jacksons, these freaks of natures out here. I don't think they're the best quarterbacks, but I do believe they're the most gifted. Um, I don't care what anybody says. If you can't throw it from a circle in the pocket consistently, throw it on time with accuracy and to throwing people open on time, process that information and get it out. I don't give a shit how athletic you are. If you can't, you can't do that consistently. I, I can tell you right now, judging from what I see here, and I know they're young, this class that came in last year, and they're, they're like I said, AM, listen, I'm, I'm as real as it gets, man. I root for AM, but they're going to have to make an overnight turnaround. They didn't block any. They're, they're, I know they got a bunch of young kids up front, but shit. I doubt it. We're not at the time when it takes a, a senior to play. These 18 and 19 year olds come in dominating people in the line of scrimmage and everywhere else. Uh, you you want to make a bet? Then in the next four years, Jimbo Fisher, if he's still the coach, doesn't win a national title. I'll bet you in the next four years he doesn't win a conference championship. You I don't to, think take that bet? It. I think he's gone after this. Okay. I think they're going to pay him. I think they're going to buy him out. They're going to come up with the money. They're going to call some oil guy and say, listen, man, we need to get this guy out of here. 
Uh, and they re- they they extended his contract. I like him, I, and I, like I said, it's not personal. And AM fans will get mad. Uh, they did it on our show. Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher is the Russell Wilson of college football. Hey, right now they're the two most overrated for the price they're paying. I'm talking about in 2022. No, yeah. not before, not after. Right now, they, I, don't, I don't have to kiss ass just because they're good in the. I'm talking about this year. There was no more overrated program and coach than. Texas A&M, and there's in the NFL, there's no more overrated player in the league right now than Russ Wilson for what they're getting paid and what we expected in the conversation. And I root for A&M. They got to get better, and so does Jimbo. Um, See, I think they're going to keep him around another year. I do, JB, because of the money, and he's a good salesman. He'll talk him into it. But you want to bet two bits that we're sitting here and we're doing a show in 2025? that they still have not won a conference championship, meaning they haven't even been to the Final Four? You want to take that bet? Oh, I, no, I know they won't. I don't think they will at all. You know what? And, and to, to your point, though, he gets all these quarterbacks uh, to get bought in the NFL, and they buy them and get them in there. To our point, becoming a more athletic position now. We're drafting guys. You know, you got, you got Will Levitz. I like him as a kid, man, but he ain't no top five guy. And they got him as a top five guy going in Mel dra- uh, Kuyper's draft board. And he's probably going to get drafted in the first five or six play. Watch. That's because crazy. Be, I know. Because and, of and, supply and demand. And as, but as you said, though, he's selling these kids here. But goddamn, every one of the quarterbacks you mentioned, Mon, Ponder, these guys, Manuel, Jameis, they're as stiff as a porn dick, man. And I don't know if they can continue to get these guys to the league now because – this is when you might. Um, this is when um, we might see the the demise of yeah. Jimbo because the NFL might be on to him now with the more athletic quarterback being taken instead of these stiffs. And you have to think this: uh, we're we're in a position now where you know what, man, we've we've bought your shit for long enough, and and it's not selling anymore. I couldn't believe Mon got drafted in the third round. I couldn't, but uh, good for him. Nothing, but when I watch. Everything's here and stiff and rigid. And uh, with that said, too, JB, um, I, I just though the the quarterbacks you mentioned and and how A and M's going to fix this and get it going. I, I Jimbo's got a lot of fixing to do, but I also know that with Jimbo, he'll recruit and he's going to go recruit great players. He always does, but he's got to be able to step outside of the the box and the ego and Jimbo Jimbo's got some of that. Well, they all do. Hell, what am I talking about? They all do. But I, I, I don't, there's a, there's a lot that needs fixed that, that bothers me about the fact that A&M should be better. They should be better. Sean, I gotta be honest. If the product on the field isn't buying what management's selling, you can't keep that guy. All right. You're preaching to the choir, man. But yeah, those, I, kids I think they're those kids don't want to play for him Those kids don't want to play for him. I know coaches that don't want to coach for him. And he right won't now. let anybody, and he will not let anybody. If you tell him, if you Jimbo tells somebody, hey, I'm going to go work on my mechanics with somebody. Oh, uh, hell, Max Johnson's dad was a Super Bowl champion in Brad Johnson, right? One of my favorite guys on the planet, one of my favorite teammates ever. But he doesn't like anybody messing with his quarterbacks in the offseason yet. When you're trying to help, I, I just, I, I think, I think Jimbo's going to, I, I would bet you anything that they're not winning a conference championship by 2025. 
No, if, if he's I still there, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. Although I do like Wegman, and I think he can, he can make Jimbo Fisher look really good because this kid can play. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Um, it's interesting. Here's a three by one set, and we'll move on to some NFL stuff. We got to break down Tom Brady and Mahomes tonight. Uh, this is a good deal here. He stands in there, takes a shot. This is what the NFL quarterback used to look like. Um, now they're a stiff board, and NFL management's probably not even looking at this kid King right now the way they would five years ago. And he was uh, so recruited. And it's a hell of a throw here. You're right. Under duress, leads him to the sideline. Great throw. Yeah. But you got to sustain consistency to beat teams. Yeah, he just – he just look at him. Look at him, Sean. Does he look like any NFL starter right now with the athleticism that we're seeing now with these guys? He – he doesn't look like a guy that's going to translate too well. And you know what's crazy about this, so JB? I mean, he, he makes it, oh, it's behind him, great catch. And from our angle, it looked like it was a little more out in front, but behind him, but he takes a shot, and so he gets the ball, at least gives him a chance to catch it. Is it Haynes King's straight line speed? He he, he's, he can run. He, he, but he, yeah, I mean, matter of fact, that was part of the reason Jimbo wanted to play him, because he liked his ability to do both. You see that big old windup, though, don't you, JB? Watch that throw. <laughs> you see that pick six. There you go. Watch this. Free When you get the end zone shot, I want you to freeze it at the top. Freeze. See that? See him push back? And that, that's the ball. Instead of up and out, it goes up, back, up and out. Watch this. Freeze it when he first lets go of that football. I'm talking about when he separates his hands. Freeze. Now. Look at that. Yeah, it's too far. We got, we got, I, don't, I hate, I hate both hands away from the body. And I also don't like this, JB. Yeah, when you're disengaged, I just see I, my I, hand I, here. I'm here until I'm ready to fight. Right. And then it's the Aikman up and out, dude. I, I, here's what I don't like. And this getting way overextended here. And I don't know what guys are training these cats to do this, but you know how we, you, when you, when you drop back and the ball's here and you got it right here with a point pointed at your back ear. So you're here loaded up. And out. There's no, it's not up, it's not back, up and out. You don't pump a fucking shotgun twice when you're hunting a bird. You pump hey, it once and squeeze. I you, you, I don't, you don't, you're not here, and then you don't go have to push back and then go up. I'm already loaded. So now I'm up and out and extend through the throw. But I, I don't know what these guys are teaching, JB. Some of them, they're teaching, and these guys got this cat doing this. Some of these turning their, their, their back of their hand to the sideline. I'm like, like this. Uh, yeah, and then you got to come wrap it around. It's just wasted motion, and it's friggin' stupid. I, okay? It's unbelievable, Sean. I broke down a, uh, some shit with Rip Sure. You know who Rip Sure is? I do. For you used to be at UCLA, and Rip's, yeah, a, great, Rip's NFL, a great guy. Twenty yes. years NFL yep. quarterback guy. Yeah. And we were breaking down some shit, and and Aaron Rodgers and and Jimmy Clausen and these other guys came out a, a Tedford's Tedford's group. And Aaron Rodgers in college, just like everybody, they had that shit up at their ear deal. Yeah. You remember this deal? Nobody in the history has ever been successful throwing from their ear. I don't remember know where. Yeah, ball. I remember it. Now Aaron's the lowest ball carrier in the league, and look at him now. Yes. And they changed it. Well, I was talking about it, and I started filming my guy, Sean. And I this this right here with this fucking look we're seeing here with this goddamn this 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 ball is actually right here. But it's, but, but push your arm but push your arm out farther, JB. Yeah, away from uh, the yeah. Yes. And, yes. And Sean, I used to film my guys, and I'm like, let me ask you guys something. And I used to clinic these coaches. What 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 side? What where does this point need to end up when you fucking throw the ball? Does it need to come from this way to here to go this way? And they're like, yeah, coach. 
I go, so why the fuck are we disengaging and bringing the motherfucker this way so we can turn it this way and lose a half a second on delivery? And look what happens. The ball's I mean, kicked. If this ball's thrown on time, it's not an interception. I mean, it's late. Fucking and, A, it's late. And all about the mechanics. Overstride, overextended. I'm sure the kid's a good player, but we're, we were asked to break this down honestly. I don't know any of these guys personally. I'm sure Haynes King's a great kid. But watch this. Watch where the ball freeze. There Now, if he would just go from there up and out, I'd live with it. But watch him continue to push back and get higher. Now he's got a, he's out of slot, got to drop back down, already late, leading at the elbow, and then and he's late with the ball, man, late. And he takes an extra little hop. And I don't like it either, JB, when a, co- when a quarterback crosses, draw a line between my front shoulder to my back shoulder. If, that, if I'm standing in the middle linebacker's position and my quarterback's loaded and I can see the ball behind his back, you've over-rotated. Look at yeah. that ball. He is over-rotated. Now, all the shit you got to do to get it square like square in a club face, he's over-rotated. See this number 44? This guy's like, shit, yeah, I can see the ball. Now, if you're doing it right, you go up and out. They're not seeing the ball. I'm not over-rotated. So it's like on the follow-through, you can't over-rotate. You can't start over-rotated, and you can't finish over-rotated. <clears throat> and this is, and now you're just asking for the car instead of going a, a quarter of a mile. It, it's got in, in, a, in four seconds. You're asking it to go to a quarter of a mile now in five and a half seconds, and everybody else beats you to the stop sign. This is the, the, John, that's why that's why I'm big on sock the wall. I want you to punch the wall and get it out right now. Right. I don't want all this shit. I want you to go now. I want to get it out now. I want to be Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers. I want to be these guys and get the fucking ball out now. We got right. to get some Aikman film too. Yeah, we we do. The mechanic Aikman was because you know coached by Norv and Norv was a fanatic about it. Aikman. Everything he did was so sound. Or Brady. Brady doesn't waste motion. And I know some of these guys, well, they're ball patters. Well, fuck, when you throw 8,000, 100,000 yards, you can ball pat and jack it off in the pocket all you want. Okay, right. Until you get to that point, I'm going to teach you to have not robotics, but mechanics to do it right. This ball, if he throws on time, is not an interception. And why he didn't throw on time? Because he was too long in his windup and too overextended and too overrotated. Late pick ball game there you go can't do it can't do it no nah, no doubt about it um i got to uh let me see here i want to bring up some uh brady uh and mahomes we we're talking about let's 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 get into some brady uh we haven't shown we haven't got to see brady this year um they're struggling a little bit but i can't wait to show you a little bit of brady here uh this third and long segment brought to you by DV Sport. Uh, we're, we, I, I thought it was perfect to segue to go into Brady because after you said, um, after you said, let's let's, I can't wait to show you some Brady because of the fact that everything is mechanically so tight, right? Everything is so tight; it's in a box. We're gonna get the ball in and out quickly, and everything he does from the run game to setting the protection and setting the mic to understanding where the coverage rotation. Sean, would it be fair to tell the novice fan out here watching this right now why he's under center in this tight bunch look here and basically some probably 20, you know, 20 personnel. Uh, would it be fair to say that he knows exactly what's fucking going on right now in the secondary? 
his biggest success is he knows he's seen so much, so many looks that he knows pre-snap right here more than likely where he's going to deliver the football if it's a pass. Unless something changes, he has seen it so many times and understands your defense better than you understand it. Most of the time, his success comes from not just post-snap, but understanding that he's ahead of, well, less time to have to make a decision. I mean, he he gets more time to make it, but once he's dropped back, he doesn't need all the time because pre-snap, he has seen key after key after key. Post-snap, he knows where he's going unless something goes to hell in a handbasket, but he's so mechanically sound that if it doesn't go where he thought he was supposed to, and there's a difference between premeditating your read because you're guessing and understanding coverage and fronts and what a team does on tape all week because you've seen them time and time again that you anticipate, oh, this look, oh, okay, we're running the flat and the whip-out concept or a bunch with a corner route or whatever it is you're doing. Brady knows how you've played this look a thousand times, and that's okay. why. Let me say uh, this last thing about him real quick, JB, on this run. Yeah. This is the most mechanically sound great player we've ever had. From his base up, he's never overly wide. He has front knee bend and back knee bend. That front knee bend through the throw is so damn important instead of the hyperextension. He's up and out. He is he is pinky toe to the target, not the big toe where he opens up and hits heel first. He plays on the balls of his feet instead of on his heels. We don't play the fucking position on our toe. When I hear a guy, get up on your toes. Well, then put ballerina slippers on his ass because I can't. I've tried to throw from my toes, and I got news for you, JB. I can't. And I got a big arm, but I, I throw from the balls of my feet, different story. Well, that is your toe. No, it isn't. It's the ball of your feet. And it's not the, the old school, throw it from your ear and get your big toe pointed at the target. No, you want to be slightly pigeon-toed so you, you, you can be on the balls of your feet in a power position. And I can redirect, right? Thank you. And, and in a hurry. And he's always on balance. His base is perfect. His balance is as good as we've ever seen. Listen, you're not supposed to be able to do this for a guy who couldn't beat me backpedaling in a, in a fucking 40-yard dash. And I ain't, I ain't running faster than – hell, he needs an hourglass to time his 40, and he's gotten better with his feet as his career's gone on, and he's 45. The no best doubt. ever – Got to, though. His mechanics do not – now, they're going to lose at times, but this guy's mechanics don't break down when the shit hits the fan and it's pressure in a game. They improve. And best that, ever. That's why I make all my quarterbacks – Take boxing lessons. I, t- I, I, I did. Ball. I took them too, JB. Hell Same yeah, way. man. Boxing, you want to be tight. It, it, your hands and arms and compact. And your body's compact. Your feet are tight. You can get out, in and out, in and out. You can transfer your weight, which is a throwing motion. We want to get out off our back foot, transfer to our front. And all that comes with boxing. And we're pitter-patter with our feet, ready to move, redirect. And 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 Tom does a great job of this. Plus, JB, if anybody wants to roll up on us, we can knock a motherfucker out. <laughs> uh, knock a bitch out. <laughs> uh, here we go, right here. We're in empty. We got a one high here. Look, we got a little dime package. Look, because everyone knows. Okay, we're not going to blitz this fucker. We're trying to get four our front four to Tom Brady is what the bottom line is because we know pressure without blitzing is what the uh, definition. Beating yeah. him is. That's what the people know. The recipe to beat Tom Brady is get pressure with front four people, play coverage, and and hit him with four without blitzing. Three. That's exactly right. Go back to that, JB. Watch this. You talked about pre-snap. Does he know where he's going with it? And watch. All he's going to do is take circle that guy for me, JB, the underneath cover guy on on is popping out here to go underneath. 
He's got the, the running out here to the slant right down here at the bottom. That dude right there. Go back to pre-snap now. That guy right there. Watch this. He Brady, all he does, he, there in the bunch, he just takes a quick peek. He knows with his angle, he's going to be right in the throwing lane. So what's he doing? Instead of wasting and dicking around, you never pass up an open short guy to hope that there's a bigger play down the field. We'll come back to it. Incomplete, but he knew that his best thing with coverage and the way the leverage under the, the leverage defender ran under it, just get it out now. Let my guy do work. Now the ball is dropped on the angle route, but he knew what he wanted to do with it. He doesn't pass up open short guys to throw a deep ball most of the time, unless the game situation calls for it. We're here on uh, Last Chance Q Live. Myself, Sean Salisbury, right here on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. TikTok, come on over and join the party. We're breaking down some Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes live on with DV Sport, NFL's all 22. JB, look at that, though. Go back to him in the pocket. You talked about, I love a quiet upper body, too. I don't like one moving. I like an explosive, violent lower half, and I like a quiet upper body. Watch when he sets. Look at both hands on a ball in the pocket. Keep going one more step. Freeze right there. Back a little bit. Freeze. Hands on a ball. He's got, he's, he's really, he'll, he'll get to one step, one more step. Freeze. Look at that. Balance on the balls of his feet. The ball, the, the nose of the football is pointed down at the ground. It's not fucking parallel to the ground, which I see guys do, which it, may, it would take. He has no tension in his forearms or shoulders. He's just sitting there, take a deep breath. The ball sits. It's a, there's, there's no, he doesn't, he's not elbows out and all uptight. And look at it. Stays loaded, still quiet. Sure the ball's still in his body. There's both no, hands. Both, both hands, hands on his body. The framework of his core. I'm yeah. not fucking out here like a fucking idiot. It's not right? dropped down by his waist. Ball up and out. Look how. Look at that. Watch it goes from right where he is up out. See the difference we are watching, and it, it just that's mechanic. He's thrown that five hundred thousand times. Yeah. Quiet upper body. Explosive lower half, no wasted motion, knows where to throw it. And he's, boom, sit there in the pocket, miss the throw, right read, but watch watch his poise in the pocket, JB. I mean, his poise is unparalleled, man. He doesn't give a fuck about the D-line, Sean. He's not looking at the D-line, Sean. He don't care about the D-line, Sean. He's looking at the defense, and he's not watching our offensive players run routes. He's watching the defense. Coverage, yes. He knows what the routes are. And look at that. Stands in there. But look, even under that duress, JB, Quick release when we go to the end zone. Why? I mean, his eyes are on the coverage. He knows he's going to take a hit. Front knee bend, poised. He's got balance, and he's standing tall. I like a tall upper body and sit your ass down in that pocket so you can he explode knows. like a boxer. He knows that these guys were out here deep. Yes. And I believe they're fucking Tom Brady because why are these two fucks right next they to They shouldn't other? be. Is that guy running a seam? The, the guy in front is, if he is, he needs to get his ass moving with a dig to come underneath him, I think. Is that what it is? Or it's a post. Got to get it running. Like a, a like bang it eight a, or something, but. It's a bang eight with a dig or a, or a post with a dig coming underneath it. But the, the oh, guy son, that's taking the ball, on, he's got to get going. Quick. We got 150 people in here live. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I appreciate all you guys. This show is only going to get better. Uh, Sean, I want to break down some football for the novice fan out here real fast because. This is why I have what you call MOR, mandatory outside release. I have MIR, mandatory inside release. 
Mirror, we call it. Right. I I don't want you to ever come outside this guy. I need you to get inside of him. Regardless of what you think the relevance of the play is, it matters. And now, why we take this outside release because it was the easiest release, and I fucking hate coaches that say easiest release, best release. No, the best concept release. Easiest release. Go fucking do what I'm telling you to do and take an inside release right here because guess why? That's why. What happened here? Spacing. Balls off, right. Look at it. And one guy this guy pushed two. you to your partner. JB and now we have a huge out discrepancy here. And, and Tom Brady looks, looks like with his judgment. Yeah, and the and the dig route drifted on me. Get your ass across flat. Go back to what you're saying, JB, about a release and freeze it off the right when the ball snapped. Listen, hey. If if we, 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 when we see, go ahead and run it. Just for, freeze it right there. With JB stuff, go back one more, back once. Right there. Listen with this route. That's why you receivers quit just memorizing what your ass is supposed to do. Do no your job. Uh, we don't operate. Listen, I should be able to take that slot guy and say, go play the the Z, go play the X, go play. I can motion you out of the backfield. And you also need to know what the fucking guy down here is doing. Why? understand the concept and I don't mean decoy you better always be looking for the ball but with this one if I tell you mandatory inside release I don't care if the guy over you gets to the far hash mark you run him to the far sidelines underneath it didn't say kind of mandatory inside release precise equal dynamic if I tell you to run a 12 yard shallow cross that doesn't mean run a 12 yard or 15 yard dig it doesn't mean run it to 15 and drift to 17 unless the ball throws you there if I say you're the underneath guy on us on a rub route, we're gonna go shoulder to shoulder. Guess what you're on the mesh? Guess what you're not gonna do? If I say four, it doesn't mean five or kind of four, it means fucking four. Same with a quarterback. If it's a three-step and a hitch, it doesn't mean three-step, no hitch, and it sure shit doesn't mean one step rock or five and a hitch. If I tell this, and you're right, plus JB, what you're doing, that inside slot cover guy by taking a mandatory inside release, not only do you create spacing. The underneath cover guy's got his back to the dig route. He doesn't see him. In this one, he forced him. You're running him right into the damn guy that if he had to get depth, right he could cause a right. It's a, you can't do it. And if they're not teaching it, shame on them. And shame I don't on. understand this either, Tom. I'm not, I'm not here with Tom, and I'm not there with Byron Leftwich. I know Byron well, too. Love it. I would like to see this guy right here, alignment. I, I don't understand why his alignment – is so so tight. Like Brady, we got all Brady, this space. Yeah. Brady we're gonna run a dig anyway. I right. don't understand why we're so fucking tight. And the 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 in the college hash mark. This is the NFL hash marks are closer together than college. It's a far. It's a right hash throw to a dig coming to you. It's shooting fish in a barrel. I never done it before, but it seems sure as shit easy. I can tell you that. And you're right. And Tom probably when Tom watches the tape, he's probably gonna barbecue their ass on this one too. We know that. So. No doubt. You, you guys, you can't, uh, it, it can't be relaxed is a good thing. Route combinations, receivers, please, I'm begging you. I should be able to ask you what the Z does on every route, even if you're the X, and you should be able to tell me. You, you should be. Quarterbacks, if you're watching this and you don't know what all 22 do on every snap, you're not ready. You, 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 then, then you're behind. We, now, I understand when you're, but you got to learn who the right guard blocks, what the X receiver is doing. I should never have to have a receiver come up to you and tell the quarterback what he's doing. Good gracious. 
And you know, he he got up to the line of scrimmage here, Sean, and checks this to a to a light, tight safety box here. When he got we have more numbers here. And so you understand here, Mike Evans, who will block your ass now. He's a big body kid. I, I lo- and I love Mike, dude. Love I, I do too. He's 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 checking, man. You know, he's he's right Most here. Dangerous. He's like, okay, yep. I got point of attack. I got first force, right? I'm I'm MDM. Most dangerous man. That is what it, and he's you got attitude, see, too. Mike got some attitude on your ass, too. No doubt. Look at him. He's peeking at the back. 51. If 51 weren't to go in there, he's going to go get him. But now he's going to he, go get the safety. He's now the he support. Right. Once he disappeared and couldn't get to him, you'd be a wasted guy anyway. Go get him. Go get the next guy. Don't watch the guy you didn't let get. Get your ass to the next guy to clear. The only way we get big runs in this league most of the time uh, is by receivers blocking downfield. You got to go down and find somebody. Heinz Ward was the best at that. He could impact the game by catching three balls for twenty-five yards because he'd knock your dick in the dirt when he blocked you. Now, Sean, let's talk about a little ideology and philosophy here, okay? Now, this is the new game versus the old school. Me and you are old school. Uh, Tom Brady's old school, uh, and then we got the you know we're the old fuckers on the lawn yelling. Uh, all these new guys are watching, and they want to they want to say, well, okay, Sean. Tom Brady just threw the ball in the dirt here on a screenplay. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he'll take off and get 10 yards, and, and Kyler Murray will get 10 yards and make a freak show happen. This is the thing, Sean. I want my quarterbacks to live to fight another down, and I also want my guys available. Right now, Trey Lance is out for the season. Uh, on a screenplay, he gets hurt. Jay, uh, Sean, uh, Justin Fields is out right now. He's not available. He's not playing right now. Well, remember and, Zach Wilson missed the first four or five weeks because in a preseason game he tried to take on a secondary guy and got hurt. I, I just don't. I would take you to throw the screen ball in the dirt like like Tom does right here because he's not even thinking about it, Sean. He has no inclination on trying to make extend this play. I'm this fucking play is dead. Let's go to the next one. Now, if you can extend it, and make a play like well, Caleb Williams did it a bunch this past week, and the problem is. Those guys also get sacked more than anybody else. You know why? Because they run themselves into trouble. The Josh And Josh Allen's great, but you'll run yourself into trouble because, again, you lean on your biggest strength when you're under duress. We all revert back to, well, what do I do best? Even if at that point in time what you do best then was not, was not needed at that point in time. Sometimes throwing it away, JB, is the best thing you could ever do. Now, this is highlight. This is teaching material. This is how you get a ball out on a comeback, off play action. Look how he flips the ball's out. And it's what it is. It's a deep curl, and then you slide into the comeback. It's the inside. You know, JB, we have the outside breaker. This is that inside, put your foot in the ground, and pivot inside and come down the stem and, and make the defensive back go through you. That, the timing of it one more time, JB, this is phenomenal. Hits him on the leverage, the non-leverage shoulder and gives – Looks like it's Mike, isn't it? That is Mike, isn't it? Mike Evans, or am I wrong? It looks like in big body, or is that yep. Godwin? Yeah, it is. Evans. I can't, I can't tell who the number is. It's Evans. But yeah, does a great job, and he steps on the receiver. Look at he turns the DB. It's done. Great job of getting close to get open. Puts his foot in the ground and watch him finish back down the stem, right for Brady. And you don't let anybody undercut your ass on this. And that DB's done. Finished. This play's over if the quarterback hey, throws on time. I want to make a point. We see the back of his jersey right now. Mike Evans' right. back of his jersey is showing. You don't have and to see Tom, his Brady's already cocked. Yep. Tom Brady's already cocked, ready to throw the football. 
We don't see that with young quarterbacks no more. We're waiting for guys to show us their face. And I just can't understand it. We need to throw guys open anticipatory window throws that we just don't see. And that's why it's refreshing to watch Brady here because he's throwing the ball while Mike Evans' back is still at him. Right. Hey, you know the saying, we hear it all the time, throw a dime, right? Throw a dime. Let me tell you what, I'm gonna get a, we're going to get shirts printed for this too. It ain't a dime if it ain't on time, even if it is a completion is my point. No because doubt. eventually – that dime that you threw late and you had to see the guy's eyes. You know, you got to be, I'd like you to be a two-eyed thrower where you see both eyes. You're not falling out of the mechanics and losing balance. Like right-handers, a lot of time when they throw outside breaking routes to their left, fall out of the throw instead of fall into it, meaning drive that front shoulder and pinky toe through the target line. So, but they'll make a throw late and it'll stick it in there. But, I, I it, you know, and it's, oh, what a dime. Yeah, sometimes you got to make them. But I got news for you. The majority of the time, it ain't going to be a dime if it ain't thrown on time. You have to anticipate. He didn't even see. He can read the jersey when Mike Evans comes out of that cut and Mike comes out ball exactly where it needs to be. If he waits, corner got a chance to regroup and make a make a. These fuckers are too good. The corner are too good. They'll drive on it. Tell everybody what's going on here. Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in 21 personnel, old school right here, running play pass with two outside curls and a tight end hookup. Two tight backs, end a tight route. end, and two receivers. This I is mean, the old fullback, tailback, X, Y, and Z formation. <laughs> we call this dot left. I form a I left, dot left, whatever it is you call it. And look at that, flip his hips and get it open. You see how it flies those hips open? but not fall out of the throw that he's driving his front pinky toe through that throw and that front shoulder downhill. Bam. Anchored back foot. It's a great play. I could watch a thousand throws from this guy. No doubt. Um, Here we go. We're in 20 personnel now. That means tight end is out. Two receivers, two backs, three receivers. Here we go. 20 personnel. We handed the ball. He knows it's a light box. He's going to take full advantage of your defense every time. That's what he does. That's what he does. Uh, now we're in a little 12 personnel, double tight end. Um, we're just running the rock here. Uh, what is the Bucks issue, though? They're five and six. Um, can they, they are not closing out games, and they are – when they're – last week in Germany, they ran the football well for Net Jones. They got after it. Uh, Fournette and uh, – not jo- um, why am I losing my mind? Yeah, Fournette. And, 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 and why am I? It was Jones in, in, in at Southern Cal who played this week and got after it. Um, Jones, yeah. No, it was, uh, gosh dang. Anyway, regardless, but they ran the ball and they were much more balanced. Their problem is that they're, they're not getting off the field when necessary because we thought they had a, a, t- a defense that could run. They're not making enough plays, man. And they went through injuries early, but that's not an excuse. They had a chance to win and they played for it at the end of the game. They weren't as aggressive as I'd like Todd Bowles to be. Yet, during the game, they'll throw 45 to 50 times on a regular basis if they have to. So they've been one-dimensional a lot this year. Whatever it is that's missing, it's always something other than the last couple of weeks. They have not gone in that typical, oh, five, six, or seven in a row. I'm not sure they're capable of doing it right now, JB, which is odd, even with a Brady. And he's still got a fastball, and he's still really good. But he'll throw as much as anybody in the league this year because that's how they're going to win and they're going to die by it. I just don't understand why the lack of consistency with game plan with what they do. 
and right. offensive line, they're hurt. Worf's now got hurt. They've been banged up all year. They're, they're, they haven't been near as physical on the offensive side of the ball as they have in the past, and maybe that's why Byron isn't running it. Yeah. Ah. Now, this is just friggin' stupid. God friggin damn it. Watch, yeah. watch, Look watch, at this, watch. He knows. Look at that. Look at the pocket that he's – look at – and if you – think about, folks, when you're watching this. Tom Brady plays in a cylinder. I want you to yes. take a silo or cylinder and put it over your body. I don't ever want – freeze this when you get to the top. I don't ever want your – I don't want anything in, your, in that silo or in that small silo. So freeze right there. Look at the pocket. He knows what a clean pocket is, and that's his clean he, – he loves this shit. Here's what I want you to understand is that if you've got a cylinder or a phone booth over the top and you're standing in it, the only thing that should hit any part of that phone booth, any part, is on the extended finish. You can go ahead and touch the glass with your, with your index finger on the finish. I don't want your front foot hitting it. That means you've overstrided. I don't want your ass hitting it. It means you, got, you, you bent over at the waist and you and, and you're stuck your ass out like a, like, you, like a fat ass, like you want to twerk for somebody. Secondly, I don't want you to take the ball so far back it hits the doggone glass wall behind you. I don't want you to take it so far up that you hit the wall. The only thing I want is the finish extended to hit the dog on front of that phone booth and watch Brady's throw. Did, did they catch? Did he drop that or did it get broke up? Did that ball get broken up? It got deflected. Look at this. Look at this. Boom. Yes. What a, the timing, though, is perfection. It did. That linebacker, it was a one ball yeah. that he got, he got it tipped at the last second. But if he's any later, he got no shot. He's going to get damn near lit right. up. Anyway, but right. just there extends. Yeah, that's a hell of a play by the linebacker. That's a touchdown. But you see Brady in the pocket. Doesn't overstride. He's got on the balls of his feet. Quick release puts his foot. It's like a hitter. They get their front foot up and down quickly so they get it in the ground to transfer that balance from back to front. See, this has been the problem. It's, it's missing stuff like this, a guy dropping a ball on a shallow cross, third and three, not getting the first down, giving up a sack when a penalty. It's not your typical disciplined football team that we're used to seeing when number 12's on it. It's not, yeah, they got a lot of problems. You. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you, know, you, don't, you. You know, you don't have Gronk. You don't have these, these people in place there. Obviously, the Shitbird, AB, and all that. But I, I take it back a further step. I, I don't think – I think losing Bruce Arians has allowed this sloppy shit to occur. Because he was a grinder and in your ass – I mean, on your ass on a regular basis. Look at this. Another one. Slipping out of your break, cutting off the wrong foot. Instead of the inside foot, watch him cut off the outside foot and lay it on the ground. I mean, you just – and Godwin's a hell of a player. But there's a lot of good players. Their roster says, not counting the offensive line injuries and retirements – their roster says they should have been great this year. Yeah. Now they're going to struggle. They're probably they're going to make the playoffs more than likely by default. And then it's yeah. Brady in January. But this team, they're not cave. The 49ers defense would would probably beat these guys into submission right now. Yeah. He's in the pocket, though. He ain't leaving that pocket, though. No, he's not. <laughs> he's just, I can do a clinic film on just him in the pocket. I mean, and, he's and look, not jittery. He don't. JB, you know when we talk about reset, take a hitch? We've seen it on about yep. eight different quarterbacks we've shown. Watch this. We, when we say take a hitch, you don't need to hitch back up into trouble unless you've got to climb. There's a difference yep. between a reset and a climb. He doesn't need to hit. He's hitching in place. 
He is just resetting in yep. place and keeping his balance instead of jacking the ball off and sliding up in the pocket, and you worked your ass off to get depth, and now you're throwing from three yards deep. Your thumb's hitting on the back of the helmet. You hitched back up into trouble. You don't have a clean pocket or a, a clean window to throw to because you eliminated the spacing by hitching three times from seven yards deep back up to two yards. That dude doesn't do it. He stays in place. There's no panic. There's no, oh, my gosh, the pass rush. Just stand right there. Stay where you are unless you need to climb or move. No doubt. No doubt. Everybody on TikTok, come on over to YouTube. We're live. Last Chance Q with Sean Salisbury. We're breaking down Tom Brady right now. Live. Uh, there's come a hell of a throw yeah. in the window. This is we don't see, Sean. We don't see Cat throwing on time in anticipatory windows. He's throwing it between the safety, after the backer, in between the corner. Look how he gets his feet underneath him and drives the throw. Not a big old long hitch. It was a three and a reset and, and a little hop, but three and a reset and throws a bang post in behind him. Bam. Right now. Ball's out. Boom. And it's up and out. out. Yep. The ball is out, Sean. The ball is already thrown. The guy's head just turned, and he understands that that guy is the read key in the blue square. And I'm going to throw it before his ass sees me. And I'm going to throw it into anticipatory. That's the key word that we're not – we don't see by any of these quarterbacks right now. We're just not seeing it. I mean, can you imagine Josh Allen, uh, Herbert, these guys who are great freaks of nature – when they get Understood. to this point, yeah, look out. Right. It's over. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, too, is just, just, just the, the, the fact that he, he trusts what he sees. He throws, he throws the grass as well as anybody that we've ever seen. Bam, balls out. And see the, no, the lack of waste. But look, at, look when he makes the decision. I think in the, he's in the top two or three right now, JB, at 45. That when he makes a decision and the ball starts to work towards the target, I think he's up and out as quick or quicker than anybody in the league right now. Once the decision is made to throw from load to release point, I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league at the anticipation of getting it out. No doubt. Sick. Uh, the guy's, the guy's sick mechanics. Love him. Yeah, he is. We're going to get into some uh, more film later on uh, down this week. We got you every day this week, just so everybody's clear. Uh, we're five days a week now. So well, I are we going to do sure. Mahomes tomorrow or are we doing him tonight? Huh? We doing Mahomes tonight or tomorrow? Let's do it tomorrow so we can get into a couple high school kids real quick. You got it. Uh, okay. I know we didn't get into them. Uh, but the two-minute drill, real quick, Sean. We got a few – we got 10, 15 minutes before the show's over. Uh, Matthew Stafford, two-minute drill. Um, I wanted to uh, get into this real quick. Um, the great two-minute drill brought to you by DV Sport. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you – let me get this out of here. Um, should he sit or should he play? Uh, you know, I I, I have an a, a issue because I just don't understand what's going on with him. I think it was a – I think it was a uh, concussion nobody talked about. And then, and then we got into um, – we got into, you know, they just have a bad roster. I, I don't know. I wouldn't play him at all, Sean. There's no reason to play Stafford on a three and seven or eight team. Um, do you think he should play? Just no. 
competitive edge or should he sit? No, he's been in the league long enough. He doesn't need a damn competitive edge. It's time to get Perkins and, you know, whoever else they got back there, get them some work. Listen, Stafford, okay, now if you told me, hey, we're moving Matt in the offseason, we don't want him anymore, then go play him. Oh, that's fine. But right now he's still your guy, and he can still rip it. He's wearing a Super Bowl ring. It hasn't been their year. They're not a physical team. They are not a physical team up front. Matter of fact, they're one of the they're finesse, they're the true they're epitome of finesse. You also got Cooper Cup hurt. I don't know what you're accomplishing. If you're trying to establish if can he play? We know Stafford can play. Matt Stafford shouldn't take now. If he's 100 percent and wants to play, fine. He's not going to be 100 percent the rest of the year. If it was me, Matt Stafford should be in street clothes the rest of the year. I wouldn't let him see the field. I, I with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm the same way. I don't think uh, he should play at all. The Rams are just bad football team. They got a bad, uh, bad roster right now. They, they they sold their soul to the devil last year. They they got. And they the won the championship, Bowl. JB. Right? They get it. They're worth it. Yep. It's they got it. the Super Bowl. So I mean, it is what it is, man. Uh, so you know, hey, two minute drill uh, brought to you by DV Sport. Uh, Can I ask you one last question before you finish two minutes? I want to hear your thought. Um, you still love Stafford, though, right? You still oh, yeah. think you think he can win another one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I just think I, I don't know though. I think the Rams, you know, he may have got his deal, and the Rams could be in a in a in a in a, in a bad situation. I don't know because they got a uh, they have a uh, they got a bad roster, man. They're very old. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can get out of it, man. Um, I want to ask you this real quick, but but what do we know segment? Um, John smoking a stogie. Uh, David Shaw had a good 12-year run. Uh, wasn't quite as good as Harbaugh, but we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Stanford's a very unique hire. I know we touched on it yesterday. Uh, before we break down some high school kids, uh, who's the right fit for that Stanford gig? I know you recruited by Shaw's old man. I know his Shaw has an NFL pedigree. He's been around. He's had a hell of a job. 12 years as a head coach, 16 years at Stanford. That is a job where you said yesterday he truly loved and wanted to be there. We don't see that anymore. Who's the guy that's going to really invest and take a school where it's a damn near a 4.0 to get in? You got to try to find Andrew Luck and and McCaffrey's of the world, which we just don't have a lot of, in my opinion. Uh, who's the right guy for that job? Names, Brock, Bronco Mendenhall's name's going to come up, you know, former coach at BYU and at Virginia, both won a private school. I think is UVA, no, one's a private school. UVA, obviously, a big-time academic school. God bless those families that are going through what they're going through from their unfortunate circumstances. But a guy like... You know what? And this is going to sound odd, and I don't care where he comes from or his background. I almost feel like to be the head coach at Stanford, you got to be a bit presidential. Does that make sense? David Shaw was always buttoned up. You knew that no matter, I, you better, they want you to win. It's a great sports university, but I almost feel like Stanford's the type that says, oh, we got class at 10 today, coach. We have a test. I can't make practice that David Shaw's of the world are going to say, We'll catch you at practice tomorrow. I think you, you get my whether that's true or not. I get that feeling. So, Chris Peterson's name's going to come up. The, uh, listen, they wouldn't touch Urban Meyer with a ten foot pole, considering what he's been through. Anybody who's had any at, at any level has had academic issues or been in that situation as a coach where your players haven't graduated. 
they're, they're not going to touch that guy. They're going to touch a guy who feels like an Ivy League coach that knows the pro- or, or a, a military academy coach. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean that military military academy, obviously what they do, far more important than what we're talking about football. But that type of thing that they have this understanding that, yes, and then they're going to want you to win like they did with Andrew Luck and Harbaugh and when David Shaw first took over. That, that That's what they're going to want. It's no longer just go there because, hey, it's really cool. It's Stanford and it's the beautiful area. And you go there, you're going to be owning a company instead of working for one. You're going to be the CEO. Now it's we want you to kick ass. We want you to make straight A's and we want you to be you know, start your own charity and do it and build a, a, a company from the ground up when you're 19. I mean, that's who I, I tell every kid, go get, yeah, I said this to you, JB, I think last night, go, if you're getting recruited, take a visit to Stanford, but it'll be somebody who walks in there and who likes shaking hands and kissing babies with alumni. It wouldn't be a Mike Leach gig. Cause Mike doesn't like to do that. Right. You're going to want to want somebody and Mike's brilliant, but Mike doesn't, Mike would rather wear an open collared golf shirt and, have a dip in his mouth and have to deal with shaking hands and kissing babies. So you almost got to fit the part and and be the part there at Stanford. But I get it. Shit, I got so much respect for them. So a tough I, I job. Got, I got a name for you or a couple uh, right. that no one's talking about. I think his name may have passed by because everybody wanted him at some point in the last few years. And he said, you know what? Screw you. I'm staying put. But I know Coach uh, Greg. Matt Campbell? No. Uh, Nia Maloto, Maybe. That from from Navy, and yes. it got fired. And I don't know where is where is Ken at now. And I, listen, he is he's the guy you're talking about. It'd be somebody like uh, Sataki at BYU. Kenny, Ken, Ken, right, Kenny Ann at in uh, is it? I, I, I call it Kenny. What's his last name? Neapolito. I I can't even say Ken's last name. Yeah, yeah, Neapolito. <laughs> yeah, Neapolito. I call him Kenny yeah. Ann because it just. Yeah. It, 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 by a vowel, but boy, is he disciplined, coached his ass off at Navy. He, I could easily, you know what? We talked about the military academy, buttoned up, understand the priorities of the university. Never, you're not going to have any controversy surrounding Kenny. I mean, it just, Coach Ken is, is really, JB, that's a hell of a con, that's a hell of a person that we're not talking about. Yes, that yes would be that's Stanford. That you're exactly right. What about what about Matt Campbell? I I think he's uh he's he's you think he's, he's you think he's lost some of that value he had? Yeah, I think he missed the window, man. Now now they're talking about him going to Cincinnati. Why in the fuck would you leave a power five to go to a group of five? All right, let me ask you. Yeah, let me ask you another one. What about um? God, I just lost my train of thought. What about um, shit? Jeff Munkin? No, well, Munkin, the offensive coordinator, Georgia. Is that who you're talking about? He was at Army. Oh, you're talking about his uncle. I mean, his. his I think they're cousins. Yeah. Todd, Todd Munkin's at Georgia as the coordinator, Todd, right? Georgia. Jeff Munkin's the head coach at Army right now. Yes. That's exactly right. Gosh, who was I? Keep, keep, you, you keep rolling through it. It's going to hit me in a second. Um, well, where the bitches be then? I, that's what I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You said Ken. You said we talked about Matt Campbell. Um, who who am I missing? Kalani's one. You got you got your guy. I mean, he could got he could do it. But Kalani, fuck me, he's one of my best friends. I mean, he's a guy. I mean, 
you, you, you know, you could do that. But let, let, let's go back for a second before we get Kyle into Whitting, Kyle Whittingham would be another, but he ain't leaving Utah to go to Stanford. My point is he yes. fits with their, that look, that, that, that feeling of a guy who's experienced, yes. got some gray hair. Yeah. You know, just, I feel like that's what they're talking about. That's what they're yeah, looking that, for. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you look back at the at the, you know, you had you had Walt, you had Whittingham, you had uh you had uh fuck, who else was there before uh before Shaw took there? Harbaugh, obviously, but before Harbaugh, I'm just looking at the coaches. Uh I believe the name you're you were trying to say is uh is uh is Chris Peterson. Yeah, no, I know I said him earlier. I think Chris yeah. Peterson is definitely gonna be one. What about this name? What what about um, now? You got me on Chris Peterson, dude. I, you got me so screwed up tonight. Now I can't even. I can't think. What if Vince is big? Now I'm losing my friggin'. That's two coaches in a row that I said this would be another good one. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sean, you left it on the table again. Um, uh, uh, well, what about? Oh, Tom Herman. You you interested in Tom Herman? No, uh, I know him too personally too well. He's he's a. Uh... He he's very well could be the epitome of the biggest shit bird in America. I, I but I'm but right, but I'm saying there's getting there. People are starting to draw interest for for him again. You know that, right? I'm hearing his name, in Colorado. Yeah. Okay, and I got another one for you. What about Bill O'Brien? I don't know if Bill's the guy. He ran he ran Houston uh, Texans into the oh, ground because oh, he, he did. They won four. Listen, I'm just telling you. But he's been with Nick. We started Sark be with Nick and go. We've seen. Those are the two guys that came to my mind. I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's not that I couldn't remember. Maybe I couldn't remember him because neither one of them should be coaching at Stanford. But Bill O'Brien won four division titles. Those two names, because you're at Saban, you've won the highest trophy. Maybe he moves on. But he, he helped for at least a year fix the Penn State scandal. He took over after that, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And then I look around, but you made the Navy's coach, Ken, in the oh, past. Wow. I mean, the, before he was, you know. How long's Ken been away from Navy? Is this his second year away? Is that about right? Now he's second still there. Year? Is he still the head coach there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then maybe I thought he was getting fired. I don't if if he's still there, I'd have to check. Uh, I know I know Monk is still at Army. I, I'm not yeah. sure is Ken still there. Okay, but maybe him. Maybe it's the fact that I, that people keep want every year. I think you hear people talking about him going and being a coach somewhere else, and he's never left. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, try, I'm trying to. Th- I don't think it's going to be a young hot shot. No, nah, you? I don't think so. You're not going to see Pat Fitzgerald because you know Pat Fitzgerald. He's either going to get fired at Northwestern because he's he's actually only won one game. They've been actually shitty. Uh, he ain't going to go get Stanford though. I mean, I understand the academics and everything, but um, I, you know, you know who's the guy that no one's talking about that that nobody will bring up. He's probably might be past his time though. He may not want to do it at all. But he's been at a similar place in Duke. Is uh, Coach Cutcliffe? Cutcliffe, yeah. You know he's, he's a guy retired, that... but the, he looks like the type of guy Stanford would bring back. Yeah. And Cutcliffe because he's and, and the Mannings highly recommend him. Yeah. He was yeah. at Duke, which is another academic school yeah. that yeah. you know has, has won some studs, has started to win some games. Yeah. What about Wake Forest coach or North yeah. Carolina State's coach? Both of them. Yeah. He, great jobs. He possibly could. He's a private school. Yep. And I heard yeah. Georgia Tech's keeping their guy, uh, Brent Pease. Yep. That's I like to see guys fucking keep guys. You know what I mean? I, I don't I mind. You don't got to go for the flashy guy all right. the time. Man. I think we quit on guys too soon. Yeah. We, your your first choice with Coach Ken, man, 
That's yeah. a that's a great and I, I think uh, Kalani is a great coach too. I really like him, don't you? Yeah, he's a good dude. I just talked yeah. to him the other day. He's a good dude. Uh, before they actually beat Stanford, I got to speak to him on the phone. I was in Arizona. He's a good friend of mine. One of my kids is coaching for him right now at BYU. Uh, yeah, I don't think he'd want to leave uh, nah. BYU right now. Nah. Um, I in the sky don't lie, Sean. Let's break down a few kids before we get out of here tonight. It's been a great one. I uh, appreciate you. I can't. I, Already, I can't wait to do tomorrow's show. Uh, I hear you, brother. Wednesday, uh, we're going to get into some more NFL film tomorrow night. Um, every single day, we're live, 5 p.m. Pacific, so make sure you join us. We're going to break down college, NFL, you name it, short, fat, skinny, and tall. Uh, we do it all. Colby Williams here is a wide-out athlete, Sean. I don't know where he's from, but I like the, uh, the presentation. Got his email on there. Uh, we don't see a big old fucking poof. We I know I like who it is. Yep. We know who he is, right? Yep. No music. There's there's no telling me he's a great – this is a great catch. We'll determine that, okay? I wish we could see all 22. It would be nice. I like the way he used his hands, JB, you. Right hand to fend him off. Yeah, without- I, just, I don't know if the fucker caught it because I can't see the goddamn film. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. Gets up on him. Boom, long. It looks like a long strider, but ball's there. Shields off the DB. It looked Hopefully like the DB it. added the ball down, but uh, he caught it. He's a long yep. kid. He looks kind of decently long for six foot. You yeah, know? I was about to say he looks bigger than six foot. Now, see, don't do this. Go, go back. Please. Now, it's a great play. Why do you have freeze? Freeze it for a second. Why do you have to tell me? I Listen, we're just going it from guys, listen, from college coaches' vantage point. Okay. You already told me who he is. You don't need to tell me to watch this. I'm going to watch the catch, and I'm going to tell you how great it is without you writing watches. I do, you, it's almost like the people who are cutting this film are trying to be cuter and, and de- detract us from what we really want to see. You arrowed him. We know who he is. We are going to watch this. You don't have to tell us to watch this. Yeah. It just muddies the way. It just irritates me. Does it bother and, you? And and let's get let's get the dad let's get the quarterback's dad off the camera because that, the quarterback's being filmed way too long here. Let's pan out and and let's get some more film out there. Um, we gave the guy a sweep. He's not he's not very very fast switched. I mean, um, you know, he's a long strider. You can tell. He is long. He looks, looks fairly physical for a guy's size. Great job of going and getting it. Yeah, we don't know if he caught it though. They cut right. it out. Yeah, that's a good point. Post route. Caught it with throw. his hands. Yep, and finished. There you go. Good uh, job. Good run after the catch. Okay, he's the inside, arrows. the number two. Uh, wheel route. Nice. That's a hell of a play. Hell of a play. Catching it with his hands and protecting Single the ball. Side receiver one on one here. Uh, Fade route. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. Made the catch. Okay. I like how they just move on so you don't know if it's out of bounds or not. Right. Um, you know. What do you think, man? Sean, uh, I don't think he's uh, over. He's not quick, but he, he's got good straight line strides. And he goes. I'll, he, he catches the ball with his hands. I'll give him that. He goes and attacks the football. Yeah. I don't I, know I, what his speed is. I would give him. I like his hands. I like how I love he gets, him. All his hands, and he plays bigger than he than he than they have him listed. Yes, yes. Plays bigger. I, like, I like how he uses his hands. The ball doesn't cross his face. You know, he reminds me of. I I, I can't. I don't want to. This is a very. I'm I'm not trying to disrespect this man at all. Uh, I think he's one of the. 
best receivers of all time. A lot of people don't talk about him. But he reminds me with his hands of Torrey Holt, how he never lets the ball get to his body, and the ball never crosses his face. Um, I love that about that kid right there. Uh, yeah, I, this kid's got – what grade was he, a senior? I believe he was a senior, yeah. He ain't playing at Alabama, but JB, I'd put that – we were talking about how we'd grade it. I'd put, I want to see more. How's that? And he's probably not, for me, going to play at Clemson or Southern Cal, but I think that kid can play somewhere. I'd like to see more. What would you grade? I grade him a C plus. I'll take that too. C plus with the chain with 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 some development and the right situation. And I jump into the B minus category. He yep. can play. There's a spot for him to play somewhere on Saturday. Yep. Uh here's a kid, EJT, a 61190 athlete. So I like to watch athletes, Sean, because as a coach, Sean, me and you are evaluating a kid. I like to pull up as many athletes as I can because now let me project where you can play at the college level. Right. Right. I, I want to see you. Can he, he's a corner coach. He's a slot. He's a return man. He's a wideout. I've even said he's a cornerback. I've 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 done this all a long time, and uh, let's see where he is. Where's the fucking poof? I thought I thought they did go back at the beginning. I thought he was the slot cover guy who squats on the pick. Maybe yes. I maybe I missed. There, right, there we go. Okay. There we go. He just got flat coverage. He's just going to watch the quarterback's eyes and jump the route, uh, run underneath it. Bam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good urgency out of a good urgency, but that was that was easy. Okay, for where's he at? Score. There he is. You score though. Okay. Um, that doesn't do anything for me. Overran the play, jump back inside. Where is he? Don't know. Is he the kid who made the? Oh, you're okay. You're showing late. Okay. Where is he at? Show me early, not okay. There he, there is. he is. Okay, edge, outside yeah. linebacker. He's on the edge, taking on that. Uh, got a fumble. I, I'm not impressed. Awareness, but I don't. Here we go. Let's see him return a kick. Okay, yeah, because he's not a linebacker. I can tell you that, and I don't think he's a corner. But maybe, maybe it's nice make you miss. Okay, now what kind of speeds he got? Not a lot. I, I... I don't see him changing direction very quickly. Um, you, yeah, I don't, does he look like a quick twitch guy to you? No, I don't. I, I when he's an athlete, he looks like an athlete. But at what level is he an athlete? I don't. I don't look at him. I don't think he's fast enough coming out of it as a corner. Do you? He doesn't look big enough or physical enough to be a linebacker at a, at a power five level. Am I right or wrong? Just in the short time we saw, and now he may be reliable returning kicks, but does he look like a home run hitter? Back there, JB, you know better than I do about that. No. Um, yeah. I, 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 I stay with it, but what, what do you I, – I, in my Power 5 school, I'd probably move on from that. Yeah. And let folks, again, this is, this, is, this is not personal. We don't ever want to be mean. You send it to us knowing that you, you don't want us to kiss your ass and you don't want us to be non-critical or critical. We're going to be fair and just tell you if we're recruiting from certain schools, what we do. Now, who's this? Well, this I mean, is what actually corner safety kid. So the kid who made the play here. Yeah, he's a, he's actually a uh, he's at an FCS school, I believe, and he's trying to transfer. He sent me his film. He's trying to go to a bigger D one. Okay, go back. Is this a highlight from? I don't know who he is. This last he's one. He's that corner up top, okay. right there. Top, and I see this one. Nice job, corners. We, like we, so, corners. so Sean, this kid is at 
Central Missouri. Okay. All right. So he's already so – yeah, yeah, Okay, free now. What I do like about this, I like physical corners that aren't afraid to uh, that aren't afraid courage. to mix Contact it up. Contact courage is a big thing. Contact you courage. Lying. You ain't lying. Let's see him get off a block. Go hit somebody. All right. I'll, I'll, now I like that. I like this kid. I do too. Me too. I like his. He's active and physical. He didn't just say I got to get picks. Active in a run game. Turn and find a football. Nice job. Up top, I'm assuming. Correct. I know. Yeah. He's now he's at wide out. Oh, he is. Okay. Okay, now he's back at defensive back. Man on the corner. See how he handles this guy getting off the ball. Go ahead and snap it, QB. Freeze. Oh, tell you what, I didn't like there, JB. No hands. Yeah, thank you. I, I He gave him too easy, he, too easy a release. Good catch up to go break it up, but I got to see. I, I like how he's coming to the line of scrimmage yeah. now. I'll tell you what he is. He is a really good boundary corner that did that, that, that um I need him to use more hands on the on the release for the receiver, but I love how active he is in the run game from his corner position. Yeah, me too. Um there yeah, he is. Again. Yeah, see now look how now oh he's at the top. Okay, I thought he was the boundary corner on the blitz on this one, but he was a field corner there. Was that ball in the middle? Maybe there he is again he's he's on the, the boundary. Middle. Missouri, there he goes. He triggers. He sees it. Makes a tackle. I, I haven't seen him miss a tackle yet. No, I, I uh, like I like him. I don't I like know what him. he's at a D two at Central Missouri. I don't know if he can play at SC. I don't know if he can cover Pac twelve wideouts uh, all day long. But can he play at San Jose State? I believe he could probably play at a San Jose, San Diego State, maybe. Sam Houston State, San Jose State. Sam Houston, a really good FCS school here in, in Tech in Houston. Yeah, you know who F- they are. F- yeah FCS right. school. Yeah, FCS. But, but San Diego State, um, San Jose, UTEP. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe a UTEP. I love um, how I love how physical is. He plays bigger, and he is active in the run game, and I like that as a corner. It's no not doubt. Just assist on. I would. I would encourage on the, when you're when you're playing man and the guy got a fade and you're pressed. You 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 he, you got to have some hands on him. He can't no get doubt. off that easy because no from doubt. a quarterback standpoint, if you're a corner that doesn't put your hands on my receiver and press coverage, I'm going to destroy you. No question. Uh, and especially as you go up levels, you're going to get bigger guys. So. Yep. Yep. Um, Hey, man, it's been another great one. I appreciate everybody joining us. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Everybody on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everybody's watching live here. Me and Sean, we're getting into this thing. Brother, this do you know how many people love you? The uh, last chance you, the last chance Q, and, uh, you're, and you're fair, but you're – the one thing about us, we're never going to bullshit you. We'll give an opinion. And listen, if somebody has a different opinion, doesn't mean we don't respect or think you're great. And we, we just try and we like to have a lot of fun and give you a lot of this stuff is stuff we've we've watched and prepared for and, and you know, see on TV every week and with with our players. But I love doing it with you, man. I hope the I hope the fans enjoy it. And I, it's it's going to go places because we're going to take them to, to levels. They just can't go on normal TV right now. And there's some really good guys out there doing that. But we get a little more interaction at some point in time. Bring them in and ask your question while we're watching tape. And or we'll put a put them through a quiz, JB, and have them break down what they're telling us. So yeah. we try to explain it properly to you, but we have fun doing it, and we're always going to be honest. So I'm honored yeah. to do it with you every day, brother. I wouldn't miss it. 
Hey, keep retweeting it, everybody out there. You see our tweets, retweet it. Get this thing going. We want to get some tra traction on this thing and uh, keep growing it. Uh, hey, Sean, I don't know about you, man, but uh, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> That's what, you, what happened. Again, dude, Mike, Mike, I was just going to say, hey, whatever you do, don't let your meat loaf, okay? Whatever you do. Dude, what hey. do you say? What do you say, guys? Stiff as what? What do you don't like? <laughs> Dude, let me ask you something. Honesty, honestly, before we close this show out. Dude, how did you get so fucked up? Honestly. I don't know. I you know why? Short, fat, skinny, and tall. I fuck them all. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what I expected, but you know, and I love you because I'm just as wacko as you are, dude. But you're a French fry short of a happy meal. You really are, motherfucker. You're out of your mind. Hey, I got to stay out of fucking McDonald's, though. <laughs> uh, too many fat bitches. <laughs> and you ain't talking about fat with a PH? No, right? hell no. I'm talking F-A-T. And, 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 and the short, fat, skinny, and tall that I'm just talking about, it's got to have a P-H-A-T. Right, with a, and a thick with two Cs. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, thicker and than you, a thicker. Dude, what, what are these poor kids going to do when we're coaching the West squad here in December? And we're on the same staff. Houston Nutt doesn't know what he's about to get into, does he? I don't know. Yeah, and Scott Frost don't know what he's getting into on the other side. Maybe an ass whooping? Is that what you're about to issue? Might <laughs> be. You better be able to smoke a stick and drink some yak while you're on the field, motherfucker, with me. Uh, <laughs> so fat with an F is what you're saying. You stay away from but with a PH? PH all day, yeah. PH all, all day. day. Yeah. Hey, because PH and you add a D to it, and I'm, you know, I'm fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's a great day to have a great fucking day, Sean. I don't know uh, about you, but I'm, I'm gonna send you these clips, and we're gonna keep posting them. It's it's a quick turnaround now. We're five days a week, Sean, and uh, I can't wait to get this going. Sean, Every day. see that hum see that humidor back there? It's yeah. a mini one. It holds about three hundred. I'm about to pop that open with. There's about two hundred of them in there. I'll pop one of those and. I, I, let's see. Is there any? I'm moving around. Is there any Yellowstone whiskey floating around in here? There you oh, go. Oh shit! Hey, there you go. Let me ask you this: How many fucking more shows you got to go on tonight? Twenty? No, no, no. I, I, I saved the. I saved. I saved the last one for you. This motherfucker. He does twenty shows a goddamn day. <laughs> that fucking blows my dude, mind. Dude, it is. I'm sitting here going, you'll you'll do this. I'm mapping shit out. You're saying, Sean, I go, well, I got 15 minutes from, for, for a production call from 1230 to 12:40. I'm like, and I look at myself, I say, you dumbass, what are you doing? And I, I love it so much, but I say the best of this shit for last dude. So we can go on and talk all this nonsense, man. Hey, no fucking doubt, man. Uh, short, fat, skinny and tall, man. I got, you got to get the t-shirt. I got one made actually. So I'll send you one short, fat, skinny and tall. I got my, Oh, I got my second tumbler from you, by the way. You know, oh, you my, my, yeah, yeah, thank you. Dude, I got my shirts. I'm ready to load it up. Yeah, Look, this? yeah, what you got in there, man? Uh little uh little scotch. Yeah, are you a single malt guy? Yeah, I just I didn't want to get too fucked up because last time we got fucked up on the show, our first live show, we went late at night. <laughs> and I think we I think we put three kids in the transfer portal. <laughs> I, think, I think three kids. <laughs> I think three kids went in the fucking portal and we they we said they couldn't fucking play dead in the movie. <laughs> so we 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 took three kids and they're in the portal because of the show. 
and you're you you call to you you tell the one guy that you tell him you castrate his ass if you magic dragon got in there and fucking we got everything fucked up we said holy shit i think three kids into the portal now there's 39,633 kids in the portal so you know hey, oh shit, shit. uh uh, dude, I've, you've lost your mind, but I love hey, man, it. Every I can't wait till tomorrow. We got to get into some more film breakdown. Look, look at my boy, Kilo. Look at my bully. He's ready to uh, pop. He's like, right. Pops, you got to get up at 3 30. Let's go. I see <laughs> yeah, you, bro. Fucking right. My boy, man. Ash, yeah. Yeah. There you go. How you doing? Can you say hi? I got, I got Ashley, the beautiful. Is that a girl? No, it's a boy. His name's Kilo. Like, oh, pound yeah, Kilo. Yeah. I'm a good boy. Yeah. How many kilos good. you got hiding in the, under the desk there? You know, hey, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Fucking right. The FBI and FBI, you know, for us stands for football intelligence, but it ain't the FBI that's fucking looking for those kilos. That's exactly right. That's yes, exactly man. Right. Oh. I got a big old fucking nine, 10 month old, man. This motherfucker is a huge 140 pounds already. Yeah. See, he's 90, right at 90 pounds. He's, he'll be set, two years old. In about a, a, three weeks, two weeks. Oh, so good deal. He's a good boy, man. Hey, good boy. Uh, I'll leave you at this. This female came over and said, "Hey, you gonna give him a birthday cake? It's his birthday! Oh my God!" I said, "You know the fucking dog don't know what fucking day it is." No, I'm not giving him a goddamn cake. <laughs> Fuck! The he dog, don't know his goddamn dog, birthday. The dog knows it's his birthday, dude. They know. If like, the it's his birthday, then fuck me. I'm in the wrong goddamn profession. <laughs> hey, to those dogs, dude, if you made them a cake every day, they think it's their birthday, don't they? Don't they'll, eat, and they'll eat that cake every damn day. You dude. know what? I said, you know what? He don't need cake because this motherfucker eats goddamn chicken, salmon. <laughs> he eats every goddamn thing that half these cats wish they had in life. Humans. Oh, I know. My dog, I made some, some some steak last night, and this fool ate more of it than I did, and I got stuck with the brats Fucking while I'm making nice. a nice filet. And this his big ass took it from me, like, and I feel guilty because he, he doesn't beg, but he just stares at me like, dude, you're really going to eat the steak, and you're not going to give me that whole thing? And he eats Fucking more right. than I do. Yeah, he, he don't, they, uh, short, fat, they don't bullshit. Yeah. Motherfuckers eat it all. Yes, they do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I love you, man. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Get after love you it. Love too, yeah. brother. Uh, Hey, Sean, we'll start doing some live shit on Patreon soon. We're going to put it on Patreon. We'll start taking live, and we'll start having coaches come in, and we'll start clinicking them. Absolutely. And we'll bring and we'll bring some guests in, too, that can also teach us something that have been some places maybe we haven't. So it'll be yeah, great. Jimmy, I, look- man, I just was with him at Pat's house. I told everybody he'll come on with us. I know uh, you got his hookup. Uh, I'd like to get my man Herb Street on to talk about the college football playoff and and the advanced breakdown each uh, – he comes on my show pretty regularly. Break down the, the quarterbacks and the advantage of the oh, four yeah, yeah, yeah. to get in. So he, get him he, on this show. It'll be a shocker because he don't like me very much. Oh, he doesn't. I'll see if I can. He doesn't. I'll see if I can convince him to come on. And but he's a forgiving soul for good, dumbasses like us. Now he's a good dude. He's he good. really is. So all right, good. Well, hey, I'm a, hey. You know me. I don't hold grudges. I just call it like it is. I if you're a good dude, you're a good dude. But you know you got hey short, fast, skinny, and tall. You got to show me first. There you go, bud. I'm with you. Hey, man, I-, I appreciate you. I can't wait for tomorrow and uh, keep killing it, man. Uh, enjoy your another, enjoy your other five shows after this one. All right, man. I'll see you at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> see you, brother. Hey, I love you, man. Thanks. All right. Peace. Oh, shit. <laughs> the last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience 
to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. You love it. You better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it, and then every now and again, wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense, but understands the old game, the in-between game, the new game, and combines them all. Last chance cue with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. 